Hello, welcome to another exciting and elucidating episode of the Omnitalk Spotlight series. I'm your host, Ann Mazinga, one of the founders of Omnitalk, the fast-growing retail blog that is all about the companies, the technologies, and the people that are coming together to shape the future of retail, or as we like to say, the blog that focuses on tomorrow's companies and tomorrow's trends today. Now, inflation, it's the buzzword. It's top of mind for everybody in the retail industry. And for many people, the go-to solution has just been to cut costs. But we are here today because there is another way. We brought in a very special guest to share that with you, our loyal Omnitalk audience. And our veritable expert on that subject is Upside's VP of Retail, Tyler Renahan. Tyler, welcome to the show. And thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, so honored to be here with you today. Yes, I'm excited. Tyler, where are you uh, talking to us from today? Because I remember you mentioning there was a lizard around you somewhere. So I have to find out, like, where where are you in the world? Yes, yes. I'm typically based uh, out of our office in Chicago. Okay. Um, we're currently in uh, beautiful, sunny Bend, Oregon. So uh, if a lizard does pop up on the screen, <laughs> it's okay. I know it's there. Every, everything will be all right. All right. Perfect. Perfect. We can, we can shift to like lizard cam for a short bit of time. Yes. It'll be great. Um, well, I just want to remind everybody in the audience that while Tyler and I are talking today, please go ahead and enter your questions in the chat to the right of the screen for Tyler and the upside team that are joining us on this call. Um, throughout the conversation, they can answer your questions at any time. And we love to add that in uh, as part of this LinkedIn live event. So Tyler, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Um, I'd love for you to set the table for us a little bit. Um, what is Upside? If you can just explain it to some of the audience that might not be familiar. Yeah. Um, thank you for asking. Uh, Upside is a marketplace that literally connects businesses with people. Um, okay. And I, I say generically because uh, it actually works in across lots of different categories. Um, from a customer experience perspective, you get to download the Upside app and earn cash back on your everyday okay. spend transactions. On the retailer side, um, we get to change customer behavior that guarantees profit and everything is proven with data. Um, so that's sort of the highest level way to, to explain Upside in a nutshell. Okay, so I go, I'm, as a consumer then, I go to my phone, I download the Upside app and what do I see when I get on there? Like what's, what's my initial experience there and how do I get that cash back? Cause I think there's something really important about upside that from my experience that I, I would love for you to share. Yeah, absolutely. So you download the upside app and when you open it, you'll see a map and you'll okay. see a couple of different categories right now. You'll see gas stations, you'll see restaurants and you'll see grocery stores in and around your neighborhood. And each of them are offering cash back at those locations. On fuel, you could see up to 25 cents per gallon mm -hmm. cash back. And as we know, gas prices, a little, little, yeah. little, little rough right now. Yes. Um, in restaurants, you could see up to 40% cash back. And in grocery, you could see up to 30% cash back on your total basket. Okay. So first thing customer does is they hit claim. They can look through, find the location that's most convenient to them. And these are only participating locations that work directly with upside. So okay. customer claims it. They'll, I'll take a grocery store, for example, they'll go into the grocery store. They don't do anything different. They simply hit check-in in our app. They do their grocery shop like normal. They experience the, the great curated selection of products that that grocery stores made at checkout. 
There's no codes to scan. There's no buttons to push, which for the retailer means there's no training required. Right. Which was really important. And they finish their grocery shop and they go on their way. Within 24 to 48 hours later, there's cash deposited into their upside account. It's money. It's yes. cash. Yeah. They can they can transfer it out to their bank account via ACH. They could transfer it out through PayPal, or they could even buy a digital gift card. It's real money that they can use for the things that they need right now. Which I think is so important to call out because for the retailers that and brands that are listening, I mean, this is not something where you have to, like you, I think you use the expression when we were talking about this, Tyler, like it's not funny money. Like there's no like vouchers or something that you have to redeem. Like it's happening instantly. And in a time of, you know, an impending recession and inflation, like that's real money that's in somebody's pockets within 24 to 48 hours. Yeah. And now I love to understand too, your role specifically at Upside. What are you charged with there, Tyler? Yeah. So uh, I lead our entire grocery retail vertical. So uh, as I mentioned, the the categories that you'll see today are gas, restaurant, and grocery. Um, and so I joined almost two years ago to build out our entire grocery business. Um, and it's uh, it's been exciting. Um, I, I'm incredibly uh, privileged to, to build on the foundation that our field team has built over the past six years, where we've amassed a huge number of customers using us today. And now we get to add additional value to those customers by bringing grocery retailers onto the platform as well. Well, and I'm, I love, especially because of your background, you're not, you're not foreign to the marketplace concept and especially some that the retailers and brands listening to this might be familiar with. Um, you came from Instacart prior to, to upside. Is that right? I did. Yes. I spent about three years at Instacart working on the business development team, uh, helping retailers join the platform and looking after those retailers in, uh, in, in helping them grow their e-commerce presence through delivery and curbside pickup and, and all things digital. Yes. Well, I love that background, especially as we're going to be talking today specifically about inflation, because a lot of the retailers and brands joining us today, it's, it's the topic du jour. We just came back from Shop Talk Europe. That was what everybody in the European market was talking about. We certainly know the U.S. market is facing this too. But I, what I want to ask you is that it seems like the, the first approach for most retailers is cutting costs when these situations have, they have to pass the, the expense on to someone. And so they'll try to cut costs. They'll trim staff. They might put together some offers on some of those like top selling items in the hopes that, you know, people are coming in to get milk and bread and the basic essentials. Um, and they might happen to spend a little bit of money when they're walking back through the aisles to go check out. But what do you think, Tyler, given your experience, um, at Instacart and now at upside, what are retailers at risk of really missing out on if they stick to this strategy? Yeah, it's, and, and don't get me wrong. There's no, there, there's no magic solution. Um, yeah. I, I think it's, it's challenging. And with, with supply chain pressures, with labor challenges, um, with, with now inflation continually creeping up and then a pending recession or we're in one right now. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know yet. Right, um, right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, what are retailers supposed to do? And, and thinking about protecting their bottom line is important because these are businesses. And we already know that the margins are so razor thin when it gets down to that bottom line. And so those are thoughtful things to do. But if you're not growing, then you're actually shrinking. Right. So if you're not prioritizing things that are going to help you continually grow and grow profitably, 
then it's going to be a, a real challenge. And if you're simply playing on price, well, then that's going to be a race to the bottom right. as far as I can tell. And so when you see some retailers slashing prices, well, they're doing that because they want to keep those customers. And, and I appreciate that. And loyalty programs are, are one of the biggest ways for retailers to talk to their customers. Well, mm-hmm. that's fantastic, but you're only talking to your existing customers. Right. And one of the things that we like to think about is imagine a world where you're talking to your non-customer in a personalized way, informing them about your store using personalized promotions, for example. Right. Um, so that's one of the things that we've seen. And, and out of home is really hard too. And couponing is really hard too, because mm-hmm. sometimes you can segment and, and get it kind of right. But you don't know if you're if you're spending the right amount of money on the right person or the right segment, and it's actually generating proven measurable results. So right. these are the challenges and some of the tactics that we've seen uh, been deployed over the past few months. Yeah. And you, you hinted at it a little bit, Tyler there, but I'm curious how your team and how upside is kind of attacking this problem. Um, and most importantly, I think you alluded to it earlier too, with, with no like impact on the day-to-day of retailers. So explain to me a little bit about, you know, how you're getting, you're using personalization and how you're using the, the platform at upside to really kind of attack this problem and, and provide retailers with data to support their investment. Yeah. So one of the um, one of the huge benefits of Upside is we're we're leveraging objective spend data, and and through that information we're able to understand customers' historical and predictive go forward spending behavior. Okay. And, and part of the way we're doing that is to understand well maybe maybe this customer is brand new to this store. They've never been there before. Um, and there's a reason they've never been there before. And so maybe they require just a little bit of a bigger offer to get sure. them to come in for that first time. I, I don't know, maybe it's a brand misperception. Maybe it's just just outside of their commute path from, from work to home, if they're commuting with, with the, the times right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some reason that's kept them from coming in. Well, our algorithms are trying to figure out what that minimum promotion amount is to overcome whatever friction was keeping them from coming into that store. So that's that's how our personalized promotions are getting customers to come in for the first time. Well, also retailers like to think about first-time customers, tertiary, secondary, and primary customers. Well, because we can see this historical spend, right. we can now figure out what is that minimum amount to earn more of that customer's grocery wallet in our participating retailers and our algorithm is constantly learning to minimize promotion of dollars and maximize profit for that retailer. And typically these kinds of systems involve, you know, getting tapped into point of sale, getting tapped into, like you mentioned earlier, having to train staff. How have you approached this or how are you thinking about this, knowing how overwhelmed the retailers are right now and especially the teams at those retailers? Yeah, and it's a great question. Um, some of those tactics we talked about earlier are, are capital intensive, are yeah. uh, development resource intensive, and they require point of sale integrations. Um, we're aware of all of that. And, and we encourage retailers to continue to invest in these these different tactics and, and strategies. One of the biggest benefits of Upside um, is there is no point of sale integration. There is no IT okay. integration required. We're literally using the data that they already have. Again, it's objective. It's no personally identifiable. 
information. It is, it is fact-based about spend and behavior. Uh, and we're using that, which they're already paying for, if I'm honest, and turning it into a profit center uh, for their businesses. And so we're staying away from asking them to invest more technological resources and more uh, point of sale integrations. And I mentioned this from a customer experience perspective, and I think this is really important to call out. There's no training required either. We know how hard it is to, to, to keep your staff and your labor that you have, let alone hire enough to, right. to handle the, the volume that these retailers have. And so we're staying behind the scenes. We don't want to come in between the experience that our retailers built uh, within their stores for their customers. And so no training required as well. Well, if I'm hearing you correctly, then it sounds like there's minimal, like low risk. This is one of those opportunities right now that retailers have to, to take a quick look at, you know, how they can combat inflation, provide a better experience overall for their existing customers and bring in new customers, but then also like reduce the, the friction that is, you know, bringing another, another gadget or another platform or another thing for their sales staff to do. Is that, am I hearing that right? Yeah, and I think you're you're gonna make me say it, and I love saying it. Um, but because there's no training required, there's no IT resource allocation. Because our entire business model is is proven, the incremental profits that we're able to drive into a store, such that it's a performance based business model, there's only upside. Right. You we we had to do it. We had I, I, at to least we once. had to throw it in at least once. <laughs> well, Tyler. Um, Upside's working with some pretty big names in retail right now. And I know that the retailers listening to this conversation are definitely going to be interested in, you know, how quickly they can see a return on investment, um, how quickly they can start to combat inflation and the, and the, the risks I think that they are seeing in potentially losing customers because they might be finding a better deal somewhere because those other retailers are cutting costs. Um, what do you think that, first of all, who are some of the people that you're working with now? And what do you think they would tell us about, you know, the approach that they're taking right now, at, you know, focusing on growing revenue in this case with upside, but instead of just like the, the cost cutting measures, like you said, the race to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll list a couple, um, some of the names that I, I hope some of the, the people listening have heard of. Um, we work with Schnucks Market, uh, based in St. Louis, Cub Food. Oh yeah. Um, based in Minneapolis. Um, I think you know them. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, uh, Gelson's Market in Southern California. Cardenas is another one in, in Southern California. Um, just to kind of give you a, a good mix of the type of regional retailers that have, uh, have found value and, and you know been early adopters of our platform, if I'm honest, and, and taken full advantage of those uh, customers that we have already using us today for fuel. So that, that's a, just a sample. And um, if you were to ask them, What's the value they're seeing? I, I think when, when we talk to them and, and we, we speak almost weekly with each of mm -hmm. them going over some of the performance results because it's, it is very, uh, very in the data, um, some of the results they're seeing is a material impact to their total sales. Okay. And one of the retailers, uh, Schnucks, for example, um, within the first few months of participating on our platform, we were upside was representing over 1% of their total sales within just the first few months. Okay. Which, which to me means we're already starting to be material mm -hmm. and we're having a positive impact on behavior change from the full segment of their customers. 
So that's sort of one of the first stats, which was a, a real eye-opening moment for, for us and for the, the Schnucks team. Right. And that's the first segment. So, so that's with their first segment of customers. Tell me a little bit about, you know, this strategy that we're talking about, about, you know, going for the, the growth of your company, trying to build revenue during inflation, bringing in this new customer base. I mean, how does that play into all of this as a solution to inflation? Yeah. So with, with inflation, um, there, there's, there's, there's no good options really, uh, for, yeah. for retailers because, um, they can pass the full increased cost on to the customer, but then they risk losing that customer because there is, there is price elasticity and with inflation occurring, the customer's dollar doesn't go as far. Mm-hmm. And so they may, they may start shifting towards more value oriented items or stores even. Uh, and so that's a challenge. Um, and, other the other option is is the retailer can eat some of that cost and not pass it on to the retailer. Well, now they're just going to eat into their bottom line. Mm-hmm. So there's really no good option in terms of across the board. Well, kind of right place, right time. That's where upside actually really can help retailers because the offers that a customer sees are personalized. It's one to one specifically for them, right. and we're playing within the retailer's margins. So we're not just driving top line profit or top line sales for these retailers, we're actually driving bottom line profitable sales that are new and unexpected for these retailers. And that's where Upside allows these customers to earn cash back, which is a win. It allows these retailers to earn additional bottom line profits, which is a win. And when those two things happen, that's how Upside wins. And with Schnucks and Cub, for example, so if so what's happening from what I understand is that, you know, you're bringing in this new customer in the same way that, you know, customers are conditioned now to be, you know, going to these marketplaces first to like find, they might, they might've started using upside for fuel where you guys started the business, but now we're starting to see you bring on more retailers to bring them in. And then those, those new customers are, you know, are they becoming like lifetime customers of these or, or how are they, how is this kind of changing? Changing the new customer behavior. What are Cub and Schnucks and Gelson's uh, seeing from these new customers? Yeah, yeah, great question. So, <clears throat> some of the stats that we're seeing, um, and these are these are kind of across the customer segmentation. Um, but because Upside is is a, a platform for what people need right now, mm-hmm. it's everyday spend categories like gas and groceries. We're seeing high trip frequency. Okay. And so when, when, when we look at their existing customer, we're increasing their trip frequency by over 40%, which if you break that down in the regular words, what that means is somebody who used to just pop in to you know, get a gallon of milk or to grab a couple things as their fill-in grocery right. shop, they're actually coming in more frequently, which means we're shifting more of their grocery spend to those participating stores to be more of their primary grocery shop. And because our offers are a percentage of cash back on their total basket, mm-hmm. we're also increasing basket sizes. And right. so those are getting larger at about a little over 10% bigger than their in-store basket that they're seeing today. And so when you add trip frequency and bigger baskets, it's generating about 60% increase in total monthly spend for those existing customers. And Tyler, would you, am I, am I correct in seeing like, I, 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 we're seeing like 
you know, the increase in prime offering different uh, discounts now mm-hmm. in their grocery stores. We're seeing other uh, reports coming out saying that, you know, the consumer is deciding now that I, I don't really care. I don't have that loyalty to a brand that I once did. I now am just shifting to because of the, because of inflation, who I can get the best deals with on a regular, uh, occasion, like you're talking about. So how are you seeing uh, like upside or, you know, in gen- I guess in general in the market, what advice would you have for retailers to kind of be that place to be that destination where, you know, I know as a consumer that I can always get you know, uh, the best price, or I can get the best deal, or I can get cash back right away, you know, in my wallet, if I'm choosing you as a retailer. Yeah, I think um, retailers, they are experts at curating the selection and in creating an enjoyable experience within their stores. This is, this is what I've enjoyed about working in this industry. I love going into all different kinds of stores because you see what's so unique and different about the stores that they've created. Um, and what I, what I encourage retailers to do is to continue to focus on that and then continue to look for, for partners who are experts in what they do. And this, this, you know, goes back to where I used to work. Uh, right. It's definitely true with where I work right now. I, I can't imagine being an expert in everything right. uh, in everything that's required to, to make a grocery store successful. Um, and, and that's why I think partnership is really important. Uh, and that's across these areas like e-commerce, uh, like loyalty programs. And in this inflationary period, finding a partner who can dynamically figure out what that right promotion amount is for that individual to then drive maximum profit like upside. These are good options to, to entertain and because they can all stitch together and they're complementary. So one of the things that we've seen with uh, one of the retailers we work with Schnucks is they're seeing us as a top of funnel loyalty acquisition play. So of all of the customers that are going into their stores, about 20% of them are brand new or, and, and non-loyalty members. <clears throat> of that 20%, another 20% have gone on to sign up for that mm. rewards program without any prompting from us. And that's because of the in-store experience that they've created. And then now Schnooks can talk to those customers and continually engage them, tell them what's unique and, and special about their stores. So really it's about getting that full funnel an opportunity to, to talk to those customers and share with them what's unique about what you've built. Right. So not just, it's not just about, you know, bringing the right partners in, but also being able to take that world and an ecosystem of partners and really personalize the, the shoppers experience, take what you know about a, a, the large set, but then, you know, really work with partners to refine how you provide that experience, that combination of what you're already offering from your store experience, but then, you know, how that kind of ties into this broader um, ecosystem of retailers on that marketplace. Is that, yeah, is is that sounding right? I think that's exactly right because um, it's not always about the best price. It's not always about like the, the, broadest selection. Right. I, I think that there's there's such a spectrum of, of curated experience that each retailer is unique. And that requires partnership with different types of companies that can showcase that and, and, and can make sure that they're putting these things together in a way that works for those retailers, as opposed to forcing that retailer into a box that may not fit. 
Right. Well, and you know, it brings something up as, as you're talking that I thought of is, you know, it, it also allows retailers who I think are, are interested in expanding to other categories, we'll say to maybe, you know, be able to tap and learn from a, from a marketplace type platform before they extend into those categories. I mean, I'm thinking of like fuel or, you know, grocery and mass retail, like how much you're trying to bring in, you want to be that one-stop shop, but are they able to gather information, Tyler, through leveraging a platform like upside to really understand like, okay, I can, I can offer these deals. You don't have to be a prime member, for example, but with this one app, you are really accessing multiple deals across multiple retailers. Yeah, it's, it's a really good point. And it's one of the, um, it's, it, it's, it's our vision, uh, to be to be honest. Uh, as as okay. we thought about building upside, um, we started in fuel because fuel is hard and has the slimmest margins and the most volatile margins there are. Um, as as we found success there, we've then continued to evolve the product offering to support grocery, to support restaurants, and as you can imagine customers continue to find value mm-hmm. in in this in this offering because they are earning cash back on their everyday spend categories and as we continue to expand our offering so you can imagine we're in gas and grocery and restaurants well sometimes you need to fix things up in your home so maybe right. that's an interesting category sometimes uh you need to get things done to your car fuel adjacent type categories um or Mass retail, uh, which we we all know is um, a huge opportunity for for people to continue to stretch their dollar. Um, all that's going to do is add more value to the customer, mm-hmm. and it creates this virtuous cycle of participating locations on the upside platform because right. they're all going to benefit from the others that are participating in any particular market. And we kind of think of it as uh, rising tide lifts all ships right. where they're all going to start to get that benefit from everybody else that they see on the platform. Well, especially in the Schnooks example that you gave, I think, what was it like 10% that became new loyalty members? Is that, did they get that set, right? Uh, 20%. 20%. Oh my gosh. Yes. 20%. Sorry. 20% became loyalty members that are in the Schnucks system that are, you know, now, now Schnucks has the capability to build that business, to continue to, um, to drive sales and, and engagement with that audience, um, on their own platforms too, which I think is really important as we're talking about this growth strategy as a way to, to combat inflation. Um, That, and, and one thing to add there, um, yeah. that's exactly right. And um, all, of, all of the offers that we've talked about today are uh, at the basket level. And so we're, we're using trip frequency and basket size increase to drive that behavior change for the participating retailers. Well, imagine a world where someone like a Schnucks, and this is, this is a, 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 a tactic again to counter the inflationary pressures that they have. Well, imagine uh, Schnucks or, or Cub Foods, um, where in addition to a basket level offer, if you knew that the customer only shopped the perimeter of your store, let's say, right, uh, and bought their center store pantry items from somewhere else, well, wouldn't you like to try to get more of their grocery spend by sending them into the middle of your store and doing department level offers? Or imagine. Imagine their basket size, let's say you've earned them as much as you can. Well, what if you started getting uh, private label items in that cart and improve the margin composition 
of that basket. So maybe you're not growing top line, but you're definitely improving the bottom line because you're increasing the margin of that existing basket size. These are things that we're doing at Upside as well, uh, which again can help counter the pressures that we're seeing from supply chain, inflationary, and even labor costs. Well, Tyler, I want to dig into that a little bit more because I think that's another example, like you were talking about earlier, of finding partners who are able to kind of bring that that data into, into a retailer that they otherwise wouldn't have access to. So how are you able to kind of understand, you know, they aren't shopping the center store and how do I get more, more of their business? Is it, is it collection of, you know, just the data that you're getting based on their shopping trips there, or are you tapping into like broader information and data that you have about the customer themselves? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So uh, the, the retailers that are working on these types of tactics, we're working directly with them now. And so we, we kind of think about it as a, a crawl, walk, run, where you mentioned it earlier, there is very, very low barrier to get started and to start learning and to start letting the the data prove that the profit that's coming in is new and incremental to your business. As we as we work our way through those stages, some of the retailers now they want more and yeah. and, and they want more uh, targeting capabilities and more personalization, which is we love that we're we're a technology <laughs> company, you know, and so um, that's where we start building those direct. Uh, data feeds with a retailer. Uh, and that's how we're able to unlock these additional growth opportunities. I want to be super clear though, the data that we're using is specific for the retailers that we're partnering with. We do not Got share it. it and we do Got not it. sell it. So it is, it is very, very closed loop. And I wanted, I want to make that uh, clear too. Yes, absolutely important to point out. Um, I, as we're kind of closing this up, Tyler, what, what we talked a lot today about fuel, where you got your start, the success you're seeing in grocery with some pretty significant grocers, um, regional grocers in the U S what can we expect to see on the upside app soon? If, if people are listening and they hurried and downloaded the app while we were listening, what's, what's next on there? What's where's upside going? Yeah. I think the first thing that they'll see is, um, They'll likely wonder why their local grocery store is not yet on the platform. Uh, so that's that's coming next. Uh, our our team is uh, working very closely with many many regional retailers uh, in hopes of um, getting them onto the platform. And there's there is such a thing as first mover advantage because we have this captive audience that's using right. the app today. Um, so that's going to come first, and then um, really when we think about the the personalized promotions and then the the, the data-driven, proven profit that we can drive. There's no reason why you couldn't imagine every type of brick-and-mortar store on our platform. And I, I teased a couple of those ideas earlier around, you know, maybe maybe there's other car-adjacent categories. Maybe there's sure. uh, we continue to expand into retail beyond grocery um, to, again, add value to those customers, but apply our model to all brick-and-mortar uh, so I, I would expect to see that in the in the coming months. All right, that's exciting. You heard it here first, folks. Um, I wanna I wanna thank you, Tyler, so much for sharing these strategies. I think it's really important. Again, you know, as we're hearing in the news, inflation rising, really significant changes to customer behavior as a result, who they're shopping with, how they're making decisions about where to find the best. 
uh, the best price, the best quality um, in shopping, especially in the grocery category for their families. Um, if people are not yet on your list of potential regional grocers that we might be seeing on the Upside app soon, Tyler, um, where is the best place for people listening to get a hold of you to get in touch with Upside? Yeah, and, and thank you, um, by the way. And I thought that, that's a great recap and, and summary. Um, I think the two two places they can uh, reach out. One is just upsides.com where you can learn more about the, the platform. Um, you could download the app from there and, and check it out for yourself. Um, but really, just reach out to me directly, um, Tyler Renahan on LinkedIn. Uh, that's that's the easiest. Uh, happy to hop on a call and um, set up a, call, a meeting with your team if you'd like. But yeah, that, I think that's the most personal and that's that's the easiest way to connect. Excellent. We love that, Tyler. Um, I want to thank you again. This is the Upside VP of Retail, Tyler Renahan of Upside for sitting down with us today. And thanks to all of you who joined us live. And as always, on behalf of Tyler and myself, be careful out there.